Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pick and Play Show, where today, me, Leo, two of us, we're going to ride through some serious questions about what we've seen so far in the NFL season as we've passed the midway point. Um, we're going to talk top five teams in the NFL and then some surprise teams that may be able to squeak into the playoffs. We're then going to get into the outlook of this upcoming week, which has a good amount of spicy games. And let's cut to it. All about my chips, I ain't with lame discussion. Catch me on the road with my get change production. Weed in my lungs, roll a big J and puff it. Legend in the game, I'm like big J and puffy. Doing big things, but I got bigger things coming. Gotta have patience so you don't get things by rushing. Leo, Titans win again, right? I mean, you gotta be feeling great. Eight and two. I don't know how at this point. Like they're surprising me at this point. I in my yeah. wildest dreams, I would not have predicted eight and two to start the season. But here we are. Uh, shout out to the Saints kicker. Uh, he's really the reason why Oof. the Titans are eight and two. Missed two extra points. It, it was really bad. But I appreciate him in all honesty. Uh, that that front yeah. four continues to get pressure. I think they had four sacks last Sunday. Jeff Simmons, Harold Landry. Danico Autry, like these guys are really putting the team on their back right now, and, and it's showing in a big way. I love it. I love what I see. I haven't seen a pass rush like this in such a long time that this is exciting for yeah. me. Now, it, the Titans are a well-rounded team. Hopefully they can get Henry back this year. It doesn't look like Julio is going to contribute much. But oh, it, with all those – With Julio, yeah, this, with this is tough, things. man. He's on the IR now, so they're shutting him down for at least the next three weeks. But it feels like that hamstring since last year, really, the, the – the issue started last yeah. season. That hamstring. I think is it not got worse last year. I think it got worse last year. The year before that, I remember the Ravens played Atlanta, and I just would look every week, and Julio Jones was either not active or ineffective. And now I'm wondering how much is left in that tank. Soft tissue injuries at his age. I don't know. It's scary because the Titans really don't need him. So it's like, I don't know. You hope to see him at full strength, but what is full strength anymore? And it's not like you're going to get healthier with a hammy issue going on through the year. We just uh, need him like out said, there. I don't need Julio to be out there, you know, being the 1,500-yard receiver yeah. that he is. We just need him out there to be a threat. That's all I need. Yep. Yep. Full, you know, it'd be great to see him out there for, like, eight targets a game. Yes, you know, I would take that. Yeah, move the chains. All right, so there are some actual serious questions now as we turn into week 11. And I'll start at the top here with my slate. Um, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. We're looking at a year where they're probably not going to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, it's not looking good for the Seahawks. And they got shut out last Sunday. They they looked terrible the entire game, honestly. That offense looked blech. You know, it, they yeah. made me nauseous. And and so, yeah, th at three and six, I don't see how you could possibly, you know, see them right in the ship and making the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I, I, so that brings up, and, and here's their schedule for the rest. Just They have Arizona this week. If they beat Arizona this week, they have some life. But they have Arizona twice. They have the Rams and San Francisco left. Teams like Washington, Houston, Chicago, Detroit in between. So some easy winners, but I'm struggling to see how they get to nine wins, and I think it's going to take nine nine wins at least. They they essentially have to go something like five and two, five and three the rest of the way. I just don't see it, which brings up there was a lot of rumors at the beginning of this year that Russell Wilson wanted out. 
And now we're going to head into a definitely disappointing year. You are the owner of the Seattle Seahawks. What are you doing this offseason? Are you moving on from Russ? Are you moving on from Pete? I'm putting you in those shoes. What are you doing? Do we know? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you don't. What exactly is his contract situation? Is it just that they have an out after the season, or is he unrestricted? Yes. Yeah, I believe they have an out after this year, after next year. Okay. But why would you want to get out of it? You know, I guess this my, you know, would be my counter there. Yeah, I mean, if I have to choose between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, I'm picking Russell Wilson. Personally, yep. that, that's what I'm going with. I mean, Pete Carroll's been there for a while now. Maybe they need a change of pace. Maybe they need a new voice in the locker room. I don't know. Uh, I guess you would have to really ask a Seahawks fan. But if I had to choose, if I'm the GM, if I'm the owner, I'm definitely going with the talent on the field over uh, the talent on the sideline. I'm moving on from Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson's contract, 2022-2023. Uh, he makes $24 million, $27 million in cash base salary. Yep, yep, yep. There's a signing bonus, but it comes out to 24 and 27 Dirt cheap for a quarterback. Most of this is probably posturing that he wants an addition. He wants a new contract, and he has earned a new contract watching Patrick Mahomes and the like get $40 million a year while Russell sits on 24 and 27. I can understand why he's upset. Now, he got a huge chunk of money in 2020, $53 million, uh, where he got uh, a, the mo a, a big chunk of signing bonus and a base salary, which brought him to $31 million was his uh, cap hit. Now, he had more on that in the cash, the way they structure. But essentially, next year's cap hit will be $37 million, then $40 million, which is still cheap for a quarterback, and he's going to want more money. I'm doing whatever Russ wants, period. Under no circumstance am I dealing with that. So do you think – let, let's play a world where Pete Carroll now is fired. I don't know how much you know about Pete Carroll, but the USC job is open, and it's not filled. And there's not a ton of rumors on who's going to fill it. Could we be looking at a situation where the coach knows he's out of there and USC holding that job? He could go back there. That was the Matt Lyon at Reggie Bush years. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I would definitely say that if they're going to get rid of him, then he that would be the ideal landing spot for him, right? And I think that they would hold that spot for him if he was interested in it. I just don't know how much more football do you think Pete Carroll is going to coach? How old is he? He's in his 70s, right? Yeah, he might be. I think he might be the oldest coach in the NFL. I'm pretty sure he is the oldest coach in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's going to keep coaching, then USC makes sense. It's just like, how how long is my man going to go? I don't know. Some of these guys kind of coach until they can't see straight. And maybe we're at that. But I, I'm taking a look at this and I'm moving on in any way that I can uh, from Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. Now, the truth is. I don't know what Russell Wilson's going to be able to give me over the next couple of years. I, I, he hasn't played lights out like he used to. Um, but who knows? New coach energizes him. Next you know, one thing, thing we need to cool keep yeah, in mind for future bets, uh, I didn't know this before right now, but Green Bay has won 10 straight home games against Seattle. Uh, uh, Green Bay is the only thing I'm winning money on this year consistently. I've <laughs> rode Green Bay damn near every week. I'm glad you're winning money because I'm getting my ass kicked over here. November has been killing me, but last week I had a big bounce back. I basically put everything I lost from the week on Green Bay, so got myself above water, and then the Rams punched me squarely in the teeth. Uh, so, yeah, it was so, so that was so bad. 
And we should have known that. You know San Francisco's 5-0 and in their last five games against the Rams? I recently found that out, too. I wish I would have known that on Sunday. <laughs> I did not know that know. on Sunday. I was like, fuck me. Okay, next thing. Cam Newton is back. Cam Newton is back. And he let everyone know he was back, too. 15-yard <laughs> penalty. There, was, there might not be a more Cam play. It's a two-yard run. He runs, he outruns the guy for the corner of the end zone. Scree- takes his helmet off, gets the 15-yard penalty, screams at everyone he's back. The team looks excited to be around him. Compared to Sam Darnold, you got to be lifted up. But does this, to you, does this li- lift up Carolina's chances at making the playoffs? Last week at this time, I had said they'd miss. I may or may not be changing that opinion now. What do you think? They're five and five now after that win against the Cardinals, and I mean, you gotta kind of at least say they have a chance, right? How many wins is it gonna take to get that last playoff spot in the NFC? Maybe nine. They would need four yep. more wins on the season. They're at five already, so uh, their defense is one of the better units in the league. I mean, all Cam needs to do is not be incompetent, and I think that this team could make a run at one of those wild card seeds. Yeah, I, I think that it's possible. Here's a flaming hot Cheetos covered in ghost pepper take. You can go get for the low price of 33 to 1 for the Carolina Panthers to win the division. I That's spicy as shit. I had to take a sip of my water. I already bought it. Oh. I'm already on oh, it. Oh man. I'm already on it. I've actually done it and parlayed it with another bet, which we'll get into in a minute. I felt I spent a lot of time taking a look at this, and let me break this down from where I'm at. Please break this Carolina down. Panthers. I need to hear this. The Carolina Panthers are 5-5. Five and five. Here are their next three games. Washington, at Miami, Atlanta. Very reasonably can be 8-5 and five at that point. <laughs> hey, Miami is looking have... a little dangerous right now. You just saw it. <laughs> we'll get, we'll uh, get there later. Know. Go ahead and continue. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, and I'm okay with that. That's a Ravens game. Um, you got those three. Let's say that they go two and one through that. They still have a bye week coming up, so they're going to get a chance to get refreshed. There is a end of the ski- season slate here, and all of these teams that I'm going to break down here in a minute are going to tie together. They play, here's their last four, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, who they've already beaten, and at Tampa Bay. Ooh. That's a murderer's row. That's brutal. But the but the thing is, if they can beat Miami, Atlanta, Washington, and go beat and split with Tampa. That's nine. That right? puts them that's nine. They then only need to have really one upset between Buffalo, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. If they can get any of those, they can get to ten wins. If Tampa Bay or New Orleans slips up a little bit, and I'll read off theirs, you could end up in a situation where it's a three-way tie. And if Carolina can pull out one of that Tampa and that New Orleans, one, one Tampa and that final New Orleans game, they'll have the best record in the division, which will give it to them. Here's who New Orleans plays. This is New Orleans for the rest of the year. Philadelphia, which is going to be a tough-ass game. Buffalo, Dallas, Jets, Tampa Bay, Miami, Carolina, Atlanta. It is very tough, too. They still have Tampa Bay again. They have Dallas, Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Carolina. Only three games in there that they should win. The Jets, Miami, and Atlanta. 
And that Atlanta one, didn't they just play? Didn't they just lose to Atlanta? And now they have to go to Atlanta? I think this is tough for uh, New Orleans there when you're talking about teams they have to jump. Now, Tampa Bay is 6-3. and three. Now, they and, – and the craziest thing about Tampa Bay here is, you know, they had a loss, a bye week, and another loss, which is crazy to think about. They have Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, who don't look like they're going to come – they're going to come back, but they're going to be hurt all year. Their defense is losing people by the second with Vita Vea. They're already at the bottom of the league – near the bottom of the league in sacks. They have the New York Giants. They should win that. Indy, Atlanta, Buffalo, New Orleans, Carolina, the New York Jets, and Carolina. They should comfortably get to 10 wins unless Carolina can steal one of those games. If they can steal one of those games and they take losses against Buffalo and New Orleans, I mean, they'd split on the year, and then they lose to Carolina, they're going to end up at 10-6 and six too. And when I there is a path, and at 33-1, to one, I just think with – if Carolina can beat New Orleans and Tampa Bay, which I think they can. We're talking about New Orleans with Trevor Simeon. I mean, this isn't like a juggernaut team. And Tampa Bay, I don't know what's happening to them, but they can't really get stops on defense, and the offense doesn't look right. They've already had their bye week. They just got beat by to Washington pretty soundly. 33-1. to that's not crazy, is it? Or am I just completely into the outfield? No, no. When you break it down, I think that it's at least worth a shot, especially at 33-1. to 1. I mean, it's worth worth putting a little sum on it. I, I, I don't think it's – the path that you laid out isn't outrageous. The only thing is Tampa. I just feel like they could easily at any time get hot and just reel off a bunch of wins and run away with that division. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Panthers could make that run and, and do it. At 33 to 1, you're essentially saying that if Carolina wins twice against Tampa Bay, which tough, right? Beating can't be twice is going to be tough and it's going to sound crazy. But if they do that twice, they they win that division. And I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay yet. I don't know if this is a season that just gets away from them. Um, they were phenomenal last year, obviously winning the Super Bowl, but they just haven't looked great at any time. And there's a couple teams around the NFL that we could talk about it here. There's a couple teams around the NFL that the switches, I don't know if they're going to flick on. Um, the Rams, Buffalo, Buffalo had a good week last year, but they've looked very dramatically different. These teams, and, and, and Kansas City, I don't know if they're going to flip the switch. So Tampa Bay, any of these four teams there, are they standing out to you? Is Are you still holding out hope that those four teams are going to kind of round into form as we go? Definitely Tampa Bay. Uh, you're going to have to okay. – they're going to have to show me that they're done before I'm going to believe it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to count out Brady in week 10 uh, and only to watch him go on another deep playoff run. I'm definitely not going to do that. And I've always – this whole season I've believed that Kansas City is going to turn it around at some point. So I, I expect both of them to be in the playoffs – uh, and, and making runs. Uh, I'm not of the belief that either of them have fallen off. I think it's been a little inconsistent this year, but both of them, at the end of it, they're going to be there, in my opinion. Okay. Are you worried about the Rams after another clunker? And they have had good games, and they have games like last week, which you're just like, I mean, they got pushed around by San Francisco. That That was never even, that was crazy. That game wasn't competitive for a single fucking minute. 
We've seen the Rams kind of get bullied a couple times now. So if I, I'm not a huge believer in the Rams. I, I don't think that they're going to win the okay. Super Bowl this year. I think that that should be the the expectation for them. They should be in Super Bowl or bust mode. But I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year personally. Uh, but yeah, if I put money on the Rams to win the Super Bowl, or if I was a Rams fan, I would absolutely be concerned because we've seen them get punked a couple times now. Yeah, and I, I am actually panicking. Um, I and the, here's the reasons for me. I don't think the Rams can run the ball at all, and they don't even I really don't try to. They can't. They have no speed on their offensive line. They can't get vertical on you. They can't climb. They, they they don't have the motion. What you saw from San Francisco was a team that said, once we get you going left to right, you become weak and we can just run on you. And they did. They move, you know, student body left, sweep, run up the field, just gut them. And it, I don't think you can stop that. I think there's a plague of teams around the NFL that can't run the ball and can't stop the run. A plague of them. And that's why you're seeing so many upsets. The Ravens last week could not run the ball, and we could talk about that now. The Ravens last week could not run the ball to save their life. Miami ran essentially the same defense, which was crazy, all game long. They put eight on the line, dropped two from their rush six. If you can run the ball, you can take advantage of that all day because there's no one back there at all. They, they play the other four people about 10 yards deep. You could gash them for seven, eight yards all game. The Ravens don't have the running game. They don't have the offensive line. The Rams don't have any of it either. But there are a lot of teams that can't stop the run. Dallas last week got upset two weeks ago because Denver ran the ball all over them. Denver then takes a Denver then turns around, goes to Philly, who Philly runs the ball all over them. There are very few teams that run the ball and play defense. We'll get to one in a minute. We're stopped on the Ravens here. <laughs> I don't really I really don't I, I I had to be honest, as soon as the game started, I was like this is just another Ravens game. It's going to come down to the end of the game and if Lamar can bail us out. From a coaching perspective, once again, there was no game plan in the entire first half. No game plan. So, I don't know. I, I like where the Ravens' record is. We're playing Chicago this week. I think it's going to be the same fucking thing. I don't think that the Ravens have anything else. They are down all their offensive linemen. I think this is what it is the coaching on offense is not going to get you out of it because greg roman is a running N not that lamar played perfect he really didn't but uh they looked like a team that took 98 snaps on offense four days ago that's what they looked like to me and i think that's what they were you know what i don't appreciate I don't appreciate the fact that I don't like the Ravens. You know I don't like it. We got a rivalry here. Yeah. Uh, I, yes, I don't like yeah. speaking positively about the Ravens. It doesn't make me feel good in any way. But I was on here last week saying there's no way that they would lose to the Dolphins. It's not possible. They're absolutely yeah. going to demolish the Dolphins. It's not even going to be close. Not only that, but I was talking to a close friend of mine the other day. Uh, last week and telling him how I was worried about the Ravens and how I thought that they were a Super Bowl contender and he's telling me that they're not a team to worry about and I'm saying no yes they are you know and so I'm really defending the Ravens more than I like and then they get their ass kicked by the Dolphins they get their ass kicked the first home win versus Baltimore since 2015 for Miami and I just don't understand like I, I finally got behind the Ravens and was like yes they're a good team and then they shit the bed Name a team that hasn't shit the bed this year. Everyone shit the bed. Y'all lost to the Jets. The, everyone's lost to everyone this year. 
this is just the NFL. It's because some weeks, we couldn't run the ball at all. The only running we did was Lamar, and he looked tired. That you can't run the ball, you can't. You, we could, like our, I think our defense played fine against him. The offense just left them out to dry. It, it's happening around the NFL. These teams are losing crazy games. I mean, I thought the same thing about Tampa Bay and Washington. No way in hell off a bye, Tom Brady's going to lose to Washington. Yeah, I lost some money well, on that one. What ended up happening is Washington kicked the shit out of them. Uh, they won by 10. The game was almost never close. It was it was 16 to 6 at halftime. It was 6 nothing after one. Then they matched them the rest of the way. It, it, to me, the NFL is full of parity because teams can't stop the run and run, which is, again, a callback to why I like the Panthers. They can stop the run. They have a good defense, and they can run the ball. And with Cam, you, you can kind of be like, we only need you to throw like 18 times a game. We're going to run you a little bit. We're going to run CMC. We're going to run Hubbard. I, the NFL is full of parity because teams can't stop the run. And, I mean, the, here is the rushing leader for the Ravens in that game. Lamar Jackson, nine rushes, 29 yards, 39 yards. That's, that's it. You couldn't run the ball against their defense, and eventually it just wore out on you. So, you know, three to six at halftime, <laughs> 22-10 final. Just an ugly game we weren't prepared for. But that's happening around the NFL. I mean... Fuck. The Steelers tied the Lions. Yeah, that was tied. disgusting. Tied. They, how, how how great are the Lions? They're not going to go 0 and 17. They're going to go 0 16 and 1. How awesome. That's awesome. They're going to be 0 and 16. Oh, they're going to have something to look forward to next year. <laughs> they're going to look they're going to be loss. looking forward to a new quarterback next year is what they're going to be doing. Well, Jared Goff looks fucking terrible. Um, you know who doesn't look fucking terrible? Who? Patriots. Ooh, yeah, they're back. They're back. Now, I've got a Bill Belichick Coach of the Year slip for 17-1. to 1. And the other secret team I was talking about earlier that I think you should put some money down on is the New England Patriots 3-1 to 1 to win their division. Yeah, they kicked the shit out of the Browns. And, and I'll be honest, th- there are games like that that happen. The Patriots... Yeah, everyone's drooling over Mac Jones. Mac Jones hasn't thrown for over, like, 230 yards in a game. Like, he just doesn't throw. He doesn't have to. They run the ball all day. Stevenson, 20 rushes, 100 yards, two touchdowns. They, they don't need to. They play great defense. They run the ball. They're 3-1 and one to win the division. They're 6-4. and four. They still have a bye week. They're chasing the Bills, who are 6-3. and three. Here's the rest of the schedule for the Patriots and Buffalo. The Patriots, Atlanta, Tennessee, y'all play them in two weeks. Oh, yes. That's going to be a good one. Uh, I hope that the Titans don't get caught looking ahead this week, and I kind of have a feeling. that I've been telling you that this Texans game is the one I've been worrying about because I know that they're looking ahead to that New England game the next week. I hope they take care of business this week. Atlanta, Tennessee, at Buffalo, at Indy, Buffalo, Jacksonville, at Miami. There's a mixed bag there. It is a mixed bag, but it basically comes down to the same stretch that the Carolina Panthers have. Tennessee, Buffalo, Indy, that, those last couple weeks. But if the Patriots can lose to Tennessee, and the Patriots can start off 1-2 and two here, finish that with Indy, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Miami, 
go three and one and get to ten and seven. Buffalo at six and three has Indy this week, which we'll see what happens there. I'm not really sure what's going on with Buffalo. Then they go to New Orleans, which again ties in with the Carolina bet. They play at New Orleans, New England, at Tampa Bay, home at Carolina, at New England. Oh, that's a that brutal is stretch. A brutal stretch. Indy, New Orleans, New England, at Tampa, Carolina, at New England. They finish with at Atlanta and the Jets. The Patriots are 3 to 1. They just have to split with the Bills. And then either New Orleans and Tampa Bay have to win, and they can end up in the top of this division. They don't need a ton at 3-1. to one. The other thing that's pretty interesting to me as I'm looking through it, with New Orleans and Tampa there, both in New Orleans and in Tampa, if Buffalo takes care of those games, the Carolina bet comes into clearer focus. It's actually both of these, all of these bets really center around how Buffalo does. If Buffalo does really well and rounds into form, they will fend off the Patriots, but could then lead to Carolina getting in. So if they play really well, they can actually beat New, beat New Orleans, beat Tampa Bay, which drops down and means Carolina just has to split to get ahead of them. So they all, these two bets kind of have symmetry between themselves, but the Patriots at six to four, six and four, three to one to win division. I really love right now. Oh my God. It looks like you might make some money either way here. Did, did you plan this out? Is this, was this some evil yeah. genius shit here? I started writing it all down. I was like, these all tie together. Like, there's a weird thread where Buffalo beats New England twice and then loses to Tampa and New Orleans and beats Carolina and Buffalo just fucks me all the way across the board. But I just don't, I don't know. that. I don't believe that the Bills team this year should have that kind of cachet with them. They can't, again, another team that cannot run the ball. Cannot run the ball. So we'll see how they travel. I, I think it's a very interesting open thing with those two bets having good synergy. And I think that Buffalo will allow one of those bets to get through. So that's what I'm looking at. That's what I was working on this week, Leo. Oh, you can parlay them together for 168 to 1. Mm, that's That's kind of tasty. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. You know, the perfect world where the Bills beat Tampa Bay and New Orleans, lose to Carolina and lose to New England twice. I'm like, ah, that would be fun. That If that happens, all I need is that to happen. And that bet hits. So just something put out there, real saucy. You don't need a ton. You really don't need a ton to get that. And you put, put a straight bet on. Patriots, straight bet on Carolina, tie them both together. If it doesn't win, so what? You will be in that till the end. I, I'm I'm guaranteeing that, guaranteeing that. Man, let me tell you. So sports betting just recently became legal in Florida. And so yeah. now the, uh, the, the sports books and the apps, they're starting to get, they're starting to make their way here. And finally, okay. the, the Hard Rock sports book opened up. Oh, shit. And so I was okay. excited because they have a nice little app that you can use. And I've never been able to use one of these nice little apps that everyone uses to oh, bet. Shit. And let me tell you, I've been loving it, but I've been getting my ass kicked. Like, I've, I've gotten a couple <laughs> wins. I've gotten a couple wins, but yeah. I have been getting my ass kicked for the most part. 
and it just hurts that now I finally got this pretty shiny new toy to use and it's hurting me. I I tell you what, the parlays are the devil's work, period. Absolute devil's work. I would recommend people staying off them, except I would recommend you following ours. Ours only. <laughs> ours only. It's the only way. Now, parlays are tough. you got to pick your spots. Touchdown props. I've been starting to just take touchdown props, not tying them together. Uh, like last week, I took seven touchdown props. I hit five of them. Um, the winning money that way, kind of just betting on the odds. Someone that has 12 touchdowns over the years is most likely going to hit in more games than not. So I'm, I'm starting to kind of drop bets down to that. Um, but I, it is tough with the sports app because you can tie it together. You get time to think on it, sit on it. Um, it is nice, though, you know, knowing you're not having – if you need to cash out or something, it's not going to be like some weird fucking backdoor shit. Yeah, it is nice having some uh, reliability, some security in that. But they're making money off me so far, you know. Like I said, I, I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten a couple wins here, but I've definitely taken more losses so far early in the uh, in the experience. All right, so I'm gonna we're gonna detour into one thing. I'm gonna give my top five teams in the NFL in order. Ooh. You tell me where I'm wrong, where I'm right. Okay, I'll start at the top. And this I struggled with. <laughs> I believe. That it's Green Bay. Oh, disgusting. Tennessee is very close, but it came down to the loss to the Jets. Uh, okay. Okay. Green Bay's only loss that, that like, they had the loss to the Saints early season. Kind of happened to uh, the, the Titans early season loss to the Jets. I really think both of them have great wins. I think the best wins in the NFL unequivocally are Tennessee. And... You know, the funny thing is I've gone back on this like 10 times because now I'm saying it out loud. And I'm like, so we've God, got the same record and it? we have the best wins. I know. But you've got them first. I, I can't get over. I the, oh, the Green Bay lost at the beginning of the year week one. And then they lost to the Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers. I, that is where I go. Their wins are impressive too. They've got that loss really that I'm pinning on them and then I go over to the Titans and I say you have five ridiculously good wins but there's like two losses I can't qualify that I'm like I'm not sure what happened here the Jets there was no Julio there was no AJ Brown still had Henry and I just can't quantify that when I'm coming down to one two well you you want the Titans at one and I understand that tell me why I'm wrong uh, I mean, you're wrong because the Titans have battled through more <laughs> injuries than any team in the NFL, and they still sit atop the NFL, Ooh. at least tied for first. Uh, no team is even close to the amount of games that they have missed due to injury, and they they still sit at A and two. They they're on a six game win streak, which is the longest win streak in the league right now. I, I just don't see how you go with Green Bay over Tennessee right now. Tennessee is mowing down tougher competition. Uh, to get their eight wins, and they're doing it with second-string guys, third-string guys, you know, as next man up. That's just where I'm sitting. I can't argue. I got nothing back. I got nothing back. In a week from now, I'm not going to – I probably are going to be in the same spot here. I don't think you get tripped up against the Texans. I I don't think they're going to score more than 10 points. Number three on my list, I have the Cardinals. I mean, uh, the, the they're eight and two. Investing. I mean, I feel like you got to give them their respect. They're missing Kyler Murray, and and they're still sitting yep. here at eight and two. So you got to give it to them. 
Number four, I've got Dallas. Seven and two. Some seven and two. Weird loss with the the Broncos, but everyone on this list has a weird loss. It's it's a crazy thing. Actually, I don't think that the Cardinals have a weird loss. Um, everyone else does, though. You know, the Cardinals' real loss was against Green Bay. That's Green Bay's best win. Um, I I turn around and go, Green Bay's got a weird fucking loss to New Orleans. Tennessee has it to the Jets. I think the Cardinals go here. Dallas has really the weirdest losses is to Denver, but Denver's still a pretty good team. And then number five, I have the Buffalo Bills. Oh, so you've got the Bills over the Bucks and the Rams. I I don't. Yep, it really came down to this. I don't know how Tampa Bay went loss by week loss. That you can't stay at the top and do that. You just can't do it. Not against Washington. You know, like if if you came out of your bye and you were playing New Orleans in a tough game, I'd still dock you for losing to Trevor Simeon. And then the Rams, like, not after what I just saw. <laughs> like, no thank you. I would argue I, that the Bills might have the worst loss of all of them, though. That loss to Jacksonville was atrocious. That was disgusting. It it was. It, it was. like, But everyone on that list has a weird loss. For me, the back-to-back for Tampa Bay is what I can't get over. Like, I, I cannot get over them, and they have three losses. I, I just can't get over this back-to-back-to-back loss for them. Like, I don't know. I, I And for the Rams, I don't even know what's going on there. Like, I, I know that they lose all the time to the the uh, San Francisco 49ers, so maybe I shouldn't look too far into that. But they have lo- they have lost against the Rams, lost against New Orleans, lost to Washington. They're playing the Giants this week. I don't know. I, I don't know that I, I can't I can't put them above in my top five right now. Those losses to me are the craziest ones. Uh, I respect it. I don't. I just don't know. I mean, you know how I feel about the Bills. I'm not a believer. I, I don't like them in your yeah, top five. You guys beat them. I, you yeah. Slap them. Well, okay, not slap oh. them. It, it came down to the very last play. But. Yeah, a yard. <laughs> and he could have kicked it for a field goal and tie the game. That's the weirdest part about that whole thing. That's true. That's true. But they, they, they took it, the L at the yeah. end. They took the loss. And, and that's it. They they. There's two other teams in the AFC that um that scare me more than Buffalo. I think I guess that's where I take grievance with them being in the top five because I I guess as a Titans fan I worry more about the Chiefs and the Ravens than I worry about the Buffalo Bills. But I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Because both your team and the Chiefs scare me more uh, as a Titans fan. I think I think the Ravens and Chiefs both have higher upside. But right now, I'm ranking this right now, who are the top five best teams based on what we've seen this year. I'm not really looking deeper than that. Like, that's my list for power rankings. This is the best teams right now in football. I mean, the Ravens are a team you've seen Jekyll and Hyde. It's not like we're blowing people out of the water. I mean, we are hanging on for dear life. The Kansas City Chiefs have recently rounded into a better form. But that was this Raiders team may be all-time dumpster fire with what happened to the coach, then what happens to Henry Ruggs, and then uh, what's the other guy that was flashing guns Damon Arnett, I this, think. Right. So this just may be a year for them that goes absolutely down the tube. Vegas has never looked better for them. They're like, I can vacation right here. I'm done with this fucking shit. So I think that, you know, they beat up on – they beat up on Oakland first off. They let 
they let their tackles get away with mauling Crosby and Yannick. I mean, they were basically tackling them play after play. That's whatever. It really didn't come down to that. Uh, Oakland flubbed too many opportunities. It, it was a bad game. And besides that, they barely squeaked by the Giants. For me, Kansas City's got to win a couple more games. And they've got tough games coming up. So I'm kind of looking more at that going, what's going to go on? Uh, I don't I don't really think that Kansas City scares me yet. Um, I haven't seen I, – I still think they have all the same flaws. I don't think there's any difference there. So, you know, I, I can see them scaring you more, and I believe they should. Josh Allen looks like he's regressed, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Those are my top five. I think they're the best five teams in the NFL. I agree with your top five. I, I mean, I don't agree with the Bills, but the rest of the top five, I like yeah. it. I will probably sub out the okay. Bills for Tampa Bay personally. Yeah, I really, I am just, that is just so. <laughs> Those back-to-back -back losses, really you you hate that. I hate it. And and I got to tell you, um, what I don't like more is, I, you know, last year the team gets brought up a level because everyone gets brought up to the Brady level. I don't know if if there's the right support um, around this team. Like, I don't know how much. Okay, every time I watch Tom Brady in an offensive huddle, and he looks over at the sideline and talks to Byron Leftwich. I am not a coach. I am not a player. I'm just going to ask, what the fuck is Byron Leftwich going to tell Tom Brady? <laughs> he might suggest a play. But, like, so it's all on Tom Brady. There's no help. Offensively, Tom Brady's the – and it's a great thing to have, but he's not the coach. And we saw this kind of in New England when Tom Brady didn't bring the intensity every single day they kind of started looking like a different team. I don't know how he's going to round this team into form. They're not that good on defense. They really don't look as good on defense, seeing a lot of regression there. The team itself just doesn't look like it has that chemistry. I, I am worried. I, I Could it be we'll as simple see. as missing A.B.? You know, I know you saw the same stat that I did. I know. You know, they're 4-0, and I think it is, on the season, or 5-0 on the season with A.B. and 1-4 and without him. You know, maybe that offense just can't get going without A.B. You know, you, you've you heard me say that I say A.B. is the best receiver on that team. So maybe missing the yep. best receiver is really having an effect on the offense. They can't run the ball. They're never going to be able to run the ball. They've got some tough games coming up. We'll see how they do. They've got that stretch, like I said. Their stretch, Buffalo, New Orleans, Carolina, New York Jets, Carolina, is going to be tough for them. Carolina is going to be fighting them tooth and nail. The division could come down to that very last week. The division could very well come down to that very last week. I would love nothing Carol more than to see Cam Newton drag the Carolina Panthers to a division title. That would make my heart explode. I think that Cam gives them such a needed quarterback element, and I don't think Cam Newton has a ton left in the tank. But when you look at Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold doesn't have a ton going on in his head. So I'll take the quarterback with a toasted shoulder over the quarterback with a toasted brain all day, every day. <laughs> Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with a toasted arm. Hey, he's just got to be had, able to yeah. make a couple plays a game. That's it. That's it. Because the defense is really good. Yeah, I think the defense is really good. And I think with Christian McCaffrey back and Cam Newton able to complete some passes, I think that they can actually be competitive in every single game. I don't think this team could make a ton of noise in the playoffs, but I think they're going to get there now. I'll see how Cam looks, but that offense was so bad under Sam Darnold, and yes, it was K they played Arizona's backups, but I really, really, really 
I think this Carolina team with Cam may have the right energy to push them through the rest of the year. And again, they still have a bye week, so they're going to be rested. Where Tampa Bay, that's behind them now. Did you see Cam's response uh, to a question after the game when they asked him how well he knew the playbook? <laughs> no, what he say? <laughs> they said, "How much of the playbook did you know going into the game, Cam- going into the game, Cam?" And he goes, two touchdowns worth." <laughs> God, I love him. Uh, 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 God, I love him. That's so awesome. I, I, You know what? He's a great person to root for. Now he's in Carolina. I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. Let's go. Robbie Anderson resurgence. May, we haven't heard about uh, DJ Moore at all, right? So maybe we get some no, surface. Cam, please. Cam, if you're listening, I know. throw that thing to DJ Moore. I need my fantasy team needs that. Throw it to DJ. I think, I think we're going to see increased games uh, for Carolina they've already they're five and five great defense solid running game now they get a decent quarterback all right we're going to do a quick rundown 20 minutes here of the upcoming games this week we're not going to talk about Pats Atlanta this will come out after that big games something I'm not quite understanding here Green Bay is in Minnesota did something happen is Aaron Rodgers not playing the line is Vikings minus Vikings plus one. Why is this a coin flip? Do you have any any idea why this would be a coin flip? No idea. I mean, to my understanding, Aaron Rodgers is playing. Uh, Aaron Jones is missing, but I don't think Aaron Jones Who is cares? enough to move that line. So, no, I have no idea why the line looks like that. Minus one right now for Green Put Bay. your bet I in right now. All now. I already put it in. I can't figure it out. Green Bay is 13-1 and one against the division opponents in three years under Matt LaFleur. 13-1. and one. What, what am I missing? Uh, I'm not really like, sure. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but put that in now. Are you expecting any type of upset here? I'm expecting the Packers to win like 31-14. No, no. I expect a huge game from Devontae Adams. Last year in two games against Minnesota, he had five touchdowns. So I'm expecting a, another huge game. As long as Aaron Rodgers and Devontae are out there, I expect them to win double digits. Unexpectedly decent game this weekend. Colts have rounded into a 5-5 five and five team coming up against the 6-3 and three Bills. Bills are favored by 7 I like the Bills in this game, but I like the Colts to cover. How do you feel? What did you say the line was one more time? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I don't think that the Colts are going to get blown out of this game. So I guess I do like the Colts with the points. Definitely like the Bills' money line. I I don't think the Colts are going to be able to hang with them. And really, this game is one of those win-win games for me. I love these type of matchups because if the Bills win, they knock the Colts down another peg in the AFC South, making the Titans' magic number for the division just a little bit lower. But if the Colts win, then they knock the Bills down just a little bit further, and the Titans' quest for the number one seed gets a little boost. So I I love the result no matter what happens in this game. I'm cheering for both losses. Sunday, 425, Arizona Cardinals, looks like Kyler Murray will be back, going to Seattle, Seattle 3-6. and If the Cardinals win this game, it's hard donezo for Seattle at 3-7. and seven. We agree, right? 100%. I think they're already done. But, yeah, they'd officially be done at 3-7. and seven. Cardinals, you think – where do you come down on this game? With Kyler Murray win, without loss? 
Yeah, I think that that's what I'd go with. Arizona, in each of their five road games this year, they've cracked 30 points. I don't see the Seahawks. I don't. I haven't seen anything, especially coming off of the shutout last week. I haven't seen anything to suggest the Seahawks are about to win a shootout. So as long as Kyler Murray is playing, I expect the Cardinals to win big. I do too. I think that the Cardinals have been kicked around a little bit without Murray. He's now been out for three weeks. If he comes back this week, I think they'll be much needed. I think they're kind of saving him for this game so that they can put Seattle out. They put Seattle out here. It'll be interesting to see what they become down the road. The creme de la creme game this week, though, is the Dallas Cowboys going to Kansas City. The Chiefs are getting two and a, are giving two and a half points. The over-under is 56. I love the over here. I don't know how the Chiefs are going to stop anything off defensively. This is, for me, this is the real game. Whichever team wins this game is an elite team. That, whether that's the Chiefs rounding back into form or the Dallas Cowboys stamping them out and putting themselves ahead at an unreachable 8-2 and two for that division. I have the Cowboys winning this game, which is sick to get out of my face. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Ooh. I think the Chiefs, they've been good against the NFC. They've won 10 straight against the NFC. Um, and, mm. and I just think that, they are rounding into form. And that's scary for me, you know, and probably that should be scary for you too as a Ravens fan. But I just see them getting better and better every week. And now it just kind of feels like this might be the game where they kind of burst onto the scene like, hey, we're back. Uh, We got the the Cowboys up out of here. We own the NFC. uh, And I think that that's going to be a good game in Arrowhead. It's definitely going to be a competitive game. Did you say they're plus two, the Chiefs? Chiefs are giving two and a half. Okay. Uh, I, I think that I'll just go with the money line. I, I, I don't know. If, you know, I don't know. But I, I think that I, I like the Chiefs in this game. I think they're, they're going to be able to get it done. I'm going to go. I, I think this is the Dak game, which brings up MVP the Dak odds. Game. Okay. So you think this might be a big Dak MVP game. matchup. I think this is. I think this is the MVP matchup. I think whoever wins the MVP will end up winning this game. Um, I, I believe that when you look around, like right now, if I would ask you who's who should be atop the MVP poll based on who's the best quarterback, uh, who do you got? Who do you think should be the leader of the MVP? I have the odds up here. I'll read them out after. But who do you think's been the best quarterback this year? Uh, okay, so if Kyler Murray hadn't missed all that time that he's missed recently, I would have him atop the list right now, just because he's been the healthiest, I guess he hasn't missed any time. I would say Tom is probably in the lead. Josh Allen is in the lead at plus two ten. Okay. I don't get that at all. Yeah, no, I would have Tom ahead of him personally. Tom is number two at plus three seventy five. Dak Prescott is plus seven fifty. Matthew Stafford is eight to one. That's crazy. I mean, I have a Stafford bet that's twelve to one. That eight to one. He should be still at twelve or more to one. Lamar is ten to one. Rogers is ten to one. Murray is eleven to one. But here it is. Patrick Mahomes, sixteen to one. It's interesting. He might not end up having the numbers. He might have way too many interceptions to really be considered. Justin Herbert now twenty to one. I got him at twenty two to one. Not much of a fucking wedge there. Yeah, that one's not looking uh, good right now. No, that's dead. 
So I have a list of bets that are dead, dead. That's at the top of it. That one is dead, dead. Uh, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Rogers, Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes. Those are the only ones to me. Your boy Ryan Tannehill, 40 to 1. He's not going to win it. He's not. But it's up there. He is somehow... Uh, he he is the next closest to Herbert. Herbert's twenty, Tannehill's forty. Had Derrick Henry know, never gotten at, hurt, I think that we finally would have had the year where a running back might have had an argument. But that's this. Dead. This is this would have been the year. This really would have been the year because none of the quarterbacks are pulling away with it. Which is why I think that if you like the Dallas Cowboys to win this game, do not take the two and a half. Take Dak Prescott plus seven fifty. He will walk away with that division easily, win something like 13 to 14 games, and have a win in Arrowhead. If you like that game, take the Dak Prescott line. Because if Dak Prescott beats Kansas City, that is going to drop down to like 3 to 1. So I would really take a look at that. I think that's your better bet for the game. Um, And if you like Kansas City, if you like Patrick Mahomes, if you like Kansas City, Take a look at putting a little juice there on Patrick Mahomes, even a $50 bet. Because if they beat Dallas, they're going to drop, he's going to drop into the top, you know, it's going to be 10 to 1, maybe less. They're going to walk away with that division. So just something to keep an eye out for for these games. Uh, You're getting these MVP odds, they're muddled. Josh Allen at 210 is so stupid, it blows my mind. I think Tom Brady, who's 6 and 3 back-to-back losses who did not look good at all at plus 375 is sinister shit so Dak Prescott at seven to one seven and a half to one Patrick Mahomes 16 to one just you know maybe, maybe that's some speed there for Mahomes me. might be a stretch but there's just a world where Kansas City goes on like an eight game win streak and now he's throwing three four or five touchdowns a game and, and you know he just gets absolutely hot you know there's a world there's there's a world where it could happen and they've got some tough games left that could put themselves. I just think this game's going to be good. All right, last interesting game of the weekend. And it's only interesting because most likely one of these teams is going to make the playoffs, and it's probably the team that wins. The 5-3-1 uh, and one really filling out the win-loss column. 5-3-1 and one, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and then going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, not sure if Big Ben will be back. It is the walking dead for Pittsburgh. They have lost players at all three levels of offense, all three levels of defense. Um, it is very tough for them right now as they seem tying at home the Detroit Lions. The last report I this saw game, said that they're preparing as though Mason Rudolph will be the starter. The Chargers are minus six in this game. If the Steelers do not have Ben Roethlisberger, I, I I I will be putting prop bets on everything Najee Harris and over because that's the only thing they're going to try to do against a Chargers team that can't stop the run at all. I mean, the Chargers are so far and away the worst team at stopping the run. Um, I, I really think it's kind of crazy that they, they just cannot get a stop. The Chargers this year have given up 1,396 rushing yards. Yeah. 12 touchdowns. Uh, are they the worst rush defense in the league? By by almost 200 yards to Houston. Here are the bottom five. Houston, the Detroit Lions, the Jets, and the Vikings. That's a who's who of bad defenses. The Vikings being down there is a little weird. But 
still odd. The best teams at stopping the run, Saints, Buccaneers, Bills, Ravens, Washington football team. Interesting little tidbit there. So, I I don't know. Najee Harris is over this weekend. Love it, love it, love it. Don't know if it'll be enough to win. You got the Chargers winning if Mason plays. Oh, 100%. And I actually kind of hope that Mason Rudolph does play because then I know that it won't be a late night on Sunday night. I will be in bed fairly early. It'll be a must-win game for the Chargers to keep them in that playoff race. The Steelers can afford a loss with that tie. So, I agree with you. I think Chargers roll that game. All right, what did we miss? Nothing. You've got me really thinking about the Najee Harris prop bets. I'm definitely going to check those out here tonight because if the Chargers are as bad as you say, Najee Harris, he's been as bad as, well, I won't say bad, as mediocre, I guess, as the Steelers' offense has looked. Najee Harris has looked pretty good. So if the Chargers' defense is that bad, I need to take a look at these Najee Harris prop bets. I would take a look at Mason Rudolph's rushing over, and I would take a look at Najee Harris's total yards over. That way, if the running game's working, he's hitting, but he's going to get extra points out of the pass. So that over-under maybe like 120, I think there's opportunity there. Okay, I like it. All right, I think that does it. Take us out. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pick and Play Show. For the boy Gordo, my name is Leo. As usual, if you enjoyed the show, all we ask is that you rate, subscribe, review, and share it with a friend. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll be back earlier in the week. You know, we've been dropping these a little late. That's our fault, our bad. We're going to try to get this to you early in the week. That way, you can listen to it on Tuesday instead of on Saturday. (laughs) Hear me? Uh. Whip game is nothing, spit flames and stunting Rolling on my wrist plus my kick game disgusting Always with a chick that love to give brain in public All about my chips, I ain't with lame discussion